Good afternoon, guys. Welcome to this episode of the Happiness After Codependency. I'm Marshall Berkshire. If you're new to me, I help codependents come to know, love, and live who they are and rediscover their freedom from codependency by healing the root cause of codependency, which allows us to come back to knowing, loving, and living who we are. So there we go with that combobulated entry. Let's see if this take on a Facebook Live <laughs> works today. Happy to have you guys here. Um, before we get started with today's episode, which is Blunt Cake, which is an episode of Blunt Cake, it's episode 18 of the Blunt Cake series. Um, I need to get this shared out to the community. So the community is your safe haven here, where you can find tools, guidance, and support in your journey back to yourself and in building freedom from being codependent. The link is above on Facebook, below on YouTube. The community is it's geared around helping you learn how to communicate effective, effectively, how to work through the triggers, how to work through the isolation, the loneliness. Gets you connected to people going through the same journey you're on, as well as my trainings, tools, and opportunities to work with me. So jump in on that. Also, if you're on the podcast, the link is in the description below. All right. So I'm going to get this shared out real quick. And we'll get into today's episode and see how this thing works today. All right. So it looks like it's actually behaving. Yay. So Blunt Cake episode number 18 is covert fixing, screwing up how you help others. So in codependency, we tend to lump a lot of our value, a lot of our power, a lot of our significance, a lot of our sense of usefulness and connection into helping others. Now in relationship, I look at relationship experiences in what I call the four zones of connection. So we have what's called um, companionship, intimacy, support, and play. Codependency is largely lumped into the support category. Now when we're trying to help someone, often through codependency, we are actually trying to tell them what to do. We're trying to get them to do what we think they should do that will fix their problem, rather than inviting them to discover their own solution. And we do this in a number of ways that we're unconscious to as codependents, as a former fixer. I'm quite aware of this in my own world, where where we tend to show up with certain kinds of perspectives. So this can be very blunt, and this can be a little confronting, and if it is, take time with this. Go gently with it, because the Blunt Cake episode is meant to bring things right to the forefront. And be gentle with yourself. So first, before we get into this, check with yourself emotionally, and ask yourself, do I have the capacity to receive some blunt feedback today? If the answer is no, I invite you to leave and come back at a later time. The answer is yes. Well, here we go. So as codependents, we tend to think our value is in fixing others and helping them. We think that our insight, our wisdom is what the other person needs. We sometimes even believe we know better than they do about their situation, about what they want and what they need. And this harms our ability to actually help other people effectively. What it does is it starts to put us into a position of assumed authority over the other person. 
and we tell them what to think. We tell them what to do without actually asking consent for that kind of feedback and without actually properly investigating the context that this individual is coming from so that we can better afford to give advice if we're even qualified to do so in regards to the situation that they're facing. It's a real challenge to step back, to slow down and step back and go, you know, am I trying to tell them what they need to do or am I listening to what they're asking for? Am I gaining the right information about what they need? Am I even qualified to speak on this thing to them? A lot of times what happens with covert fixing this unconscious fixing we do is someone's in pain and then we offer an immediate solution. And that frustrates the other individual. They don't feel seen, they don't feel heard, they don't feel valued. Instead, they feel like they're trying to be controlled or they're not doing enough or they're not perfect or there's something wrong with them. This is the backfire of covert fixing. It sets us up to it, it sets us up to fail and what our real true genuine intent is is to help because we care and because of our utility that we've had in past relationships where people were really happy that we were fixing their problems for them we assume that that's the right way to do it because that's what people wanted in the past actually maturing out of codependency and connecting into consent allows us to start acknowledging what's our yard what's their yard what's our business what's theirs and to step out of covert fixing and move into healthy helping. So healthy helping is basically honoring one's boundary, honoring their boundary, your boundary, acknowledging what they're really asking for. Are they asking for support? Did they explicitly ask for advice? I have found that if people don't explicitly ask for advice, generally going to empathize first and ask to give guidance or t tools or support second depends on the context as well i mean if they're <laughs> in a particular context working with me directly then that's part of the agreement we have going on there so I'll, i may ask for it i may not sometimes there's a read on that it's contextual but i think one of the most important things we can do is ask what that person needs and then contribute what they need that's extremely healthy helping that honors their boundary, that honors your boundary. So the second thing is to empathize. A lot of times with covert fixing, we jump right to the problem and we say, do this and do that and do this. We haven't slowed down to just say, hey, I know this hurts and I see it. I see you. Your pain matters. I hold space for you here. And we can allow that to be cultivated. We can allow that to be received. And a lot of times... That is what people are looking for. You'll find that most people actually know the answer to their problem. They just need to know somebody's got their back. So it's really, really important that we move towards understanding that person's experience, which leads us to asking questions. So don't assume that you know their context entirely. You may have an insight into it. But ask, like, hey, I have this idea about this. What do you think about that? Or, um, what do you really need right now? What's going on for you, for you? What would work best for you in this? How can I help you the best? Things like that. Now, 
Granted, this is not normal for us. It's something that I work on all the time. It's something that I think we're all going to be working on all the time because it's it's a real habit and it's a hard one to get out of there. One thing I've learned with my fixing habit is that I try to fix others when I feel either out of control in my own situation, I feel insecure about not having solutions, or that I have a need to feel stronger about my own reality and what I'm doing for it. So I kind of displace that onto others. I can recall that and take ownership and go, you know, that's theirs. I got to stay out of their yard and I need to take care of me right now. So rather than offering insight or advice or guidance to someone else, I need to start looking at what I need and take care of that. It's one of those core signals I look for when I am in that space within me. Is Am I coming from a place of avoiding what I need or am I actually, hey, this could work for you if they're consenting to it or I can ask, hey, I've got an idea, would you be open to it, that kind of thing. So very, very, very important to acknowledge and access this so that we can build real understanding with each other, real connection, that actual help that actually produces a change in that person's experience can be achieved. It's one of the hardest things we're going to face in our world because it's so conditioned into us to just throw the advice out or throw this out or throw that out rather than slow the train down, ask questions, check in to see if we actually have something to offer, empathize first, apply compassion, apply understanding. And if you don't have anything to actually contribute or you'll have a criticism to contribute, don't. That's where you want to stop with that. With help, criticism isn't really going to be useful. You can ask for an opportunity to give blunt feedback. Say, hey, I've got some blunt feedback that you may not want to hear, so I want to find out if you do. And if you don't, that's fine. I won't offer it. If you do, then I'll offer it. We want to build this on consent so that we build trust and rapport and consideration for each other. So I'm going to check the, the wow, my brain, oh, the comments <laughs> here in our video t today. So Pam says, I face this inadvertently with my relationship with my adult son, also not accepting ex-partner's choices and, th and thinking I know better. Yeah, we do that. We think we know better. We think that they should be doing this or they should be doing that. And that's a great opportunity for us to come back to our yard and go, it's not my business. They'll get the consequences that come with that. They'll get the results. They, they get to learn. I need to stay out of the way. Not my yard. And then i got to focus on my yard. What's going on in my yard that needs my attention? What am I avoiding by being over there in their yard? What am I hoping to get from that that I need to take responsibility for? It can be very confronting and very blunt that way. Pam also shares, I was once told that when you fix somebody's problem for them or do things for them, the subtext is that you're conveying the message that you don't think they're capable of doing it themselves. Yeah. Yeah, we healthy support, healthy helping is empowering and encouraging people to explore their options take a risk. Let's discover what happens for you. It's to orient them back to their power and back to their ability to make choices and take actions that work for their well-being because they're the ones who ultimately live with the consequence, not me or anybody else attempting to help that individual. 
Robin says, this is helpful. My helpful responses can be a, a reaction to inner discomfort. Yes. Yeah, their pain causes us discomfort, so we want to control it. Their situation and how they're dealing with things causes us anxiety because it creates some doubt in us, and we want to control it. Things like that. So we're going to be very mindful about the covert fixer and how it gets in there by us trying to tell other people what to do, judging their perspectives as maybe wrong or that I would do it differently. Let's let's set that aside and let's look at understanding where they're coming from and really connecting with them. Then we can also do that with ourselves. We can take time to go, am I trying to fix myself? Am I trying to be perfect here so that I can have some sense of permission to be lovable? Am I trying to force myself to do things that I, I'm not good at yet? Am I expecting myself to be a perfectionist in them or be perfect at them? How am I ignoring me by trying to fix me? Maybe I'm trying to fix my pain so I don't have to feel it anymore because I assume that if I don't have this pain, I'll have something else. What if I care about that pain more? What happens if I give it more space, more permission, more legitimacy? Then we don't have to fix ourselves. We don't have to fix anybody else. Ultimately, we're all going to learn and grow. We're going to master our own trail, our own path. We're going to become more and more a master of ourselves. And that happens through healthy helping. That means honoring boundaries. That means empathizing. That means letting them make the choices they're going to make and learn the lessons from it. And that means pointing them towards professional guidance that's appropriate for their situation. Which really means you got to know your lane. Because a lot of times fixers think they know more than they do know about certain situations, certain conditions, and things like that. And they often think they know best for the other person. When in reality... The work is for that person to discover what is best for them and pursue it. And we don't have any business determining what that is for that individual. Our job is to offer empathy, understanding, maybe some guidance and support if asked for, and then to focus on our yard and build our own path forward. So watch out for your covert fixer. Watch out for how you're not fixing, but or not helping, but actually f- trying to fix things. And then return back to help empathy, honor of boundaries, letting them make their own choices and directing them to professional guidance. If, if that's you know a situation or a circumstance you don't have any professional or p- deep personal expertise in. So there we go, guys. That is today's Blanc Cake. Thank you for being here. Appreciate you. Uh, Will asks any question or any suggestions when another person repeatedly puts us in a parent position when they genuinely believe they need our help and can't get it elsewhere that is a boundary issue and it's like well i can't help you there you're going to need to figure this out you i recommend going and finding a therapist and then you stop responding to it once you state it you don't have to receive anything this is the boundary i can't help you there you need to take care of this in some other way that's what you need to do there so that will be very hard. That can have some contextual dependencies as well with it. But ultimately, if someone is not listening to our boundary and insisting we do something, 
the relationship is functioning in a toxic way and there you may have to withdraw yourself from that interaction until they learn that boundary so that's a hard one okay guys thank you for being here remember that you're worth knowing loving and keeping go gently with yourselves out there and i will see you guys in our next episode have a great day bye bye